So today we're communion. You can see we're preparing for communion. And to prepare for that, if you want to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5. If you are using the Bible, you grab it on the way and it's page 940. Otherwise, you can find it yourself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. And the verses will all be up here so you can follow along there too. But the title, <clears throat> we're going to do Romans 5, 1 to 5. And the title is No Pain, No Gain. You're not going to like this one. But anyway, uh, no pain, no gain. There's so much pain, right? Our prayer list is just constant. You know, so many of us are going through trials, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual pain, so much. Uh, Carol Swain had her ankle fused this week, and she's in a lot of pain. Keep on praying for her. Uh, we're going to get that elevator fixed uh, for her, too. But she's got going to go through a hard rehab time. Um, uh, the fests are uh, the fests are traumatized losing that barn and Josh and Tatiana are also traumatized losing a lot of stuff and they pray for these guys you just see what's going on with with, with trauma uh, my dad uh, Chicky and Megan visited my dad last yesterday and but they had a great time it surprised him at the hospital but the doctor came in were you there were you there when the doctor came in. And it said his heart's 15%. So we got to be praying because that's not good. But we got to be praying because for the next 90 days, is that what he said? It could still increase. Did I get that right? He has 90 days to improve on that. So, you know, you just got to keep on uh, praying. So much, so much pain. Uh, many others on the prayer list and many others that we don't have on the prayer list because only a few people know. And some of our pain, only God knows. Only God knows some of our pain, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I hate pain. I hate pain. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, whenever I have any procedure done and I go into the hospital, I've had her- three hernias and different things, and I always say, put me to sleep. Put me to sleep. I don't want to feel a thing. And I, well, we don't put you to sleep for this particular thing. We, we give you that twilight. You know, we make you sleepy. I go, no, put me to sleep. I beg them. You know? So, uh, no, but what, what if it hurts? So, well, if it hurts, you tell us, and then we'll just increase the twilight. And you just keep telling us. So I always have this plan. It works every time. If I feel anything, I feel it. They're like, really? Okay. You know, and here they push a button, you know, and I go, I still feel it. If I feel anything, any, anything, you know, I feel it. And then they hit it. So the, I, one time, I never forget, the nurse was like, all right. And I was asleep. I slept through it. She get to the button so many times, I didn't feel a thing. Uh, I just keep doing that. That's my plan. I just want to not feel anything, right? Uh, I don't think I'm the only one. I don't think I'm the only one who hates pain and it does all. Look what we do to avoid pain, right? Uh, the USA, we pop pills. Now, I know there's a time to pop pills and I know that we need it for different things. I'm not saying that I took two this morning, you know, but the USA has 5% of the world's population and we consume 70% of the pharmaceuticals. That's probably not all needed. I'm just guessing, just guessing. Uh, mine are, but maybe yours aren't. I don't know. <laughs> and, and so many are self-medicating, self-medicating with the alcohol and the drugs. And now, you know, pot has become like, you know, smoking a cigarette. And now people are out in the woods looking for mushrooms, you know. It's crazy because the NFL players are all on these mushrooms. It's crazy. But what we're going to see today is that pain has an important purpose, an important purpose. 
No pain, no gain. Uh, we, we've already seen in Romans that the world is unrighteous. The Gentiles and Jews are both unrighteous. We're facing God's wrath. But Jesus saved the day. He saved it by, uh, we, by, putting, by dying on the cross for us and rising from the dead. Communion, we're going to celebrate that today. We know that we can be saved from God's wrath. We can get back right with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. And now here in Romans 5... We come to the righteous results of what Jesus has done. We come to the righteous result of putting our faith in Christ, and that is peace with God. We're going to see that we now have peace with God as we go through Romans 5. But first he starts out pointing out, Paul points out something that the Holy Spirit's leading, that this righteous peace comes with a painful price. (laughs) Not really painful price, a painful purpose. It comes with a painful purpose purpose let's pray father we thank you for the worship we thank you for everyone who you brought here to this morning or watching or listening wherever they are we know we're, we're here for your purpose we know we all have pain and some for some it's excruciating right now i pray that your holy spirit would encourage us through this And if anybody has never put their faith in Jesus, that today would be the day. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to see. I'm just going to give you a little. We're going to see that God uses our suffering to grow us. Our suffering to grow us and give us hope. You say, what? Just wait. Here we go. Romans 5, 1 to 5. I'll read it here. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay, starting point. Before we can get anything good out of pain, before we can move forward, before this world of pain makes any sense to us, the very first thing is a starting point. That's just verses 1 to 2. Now, look at the starting point here. Before this can happen, anything good can come of it. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So the very before we can get anything positive from pain, we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ. We have to put our faith in his grace. We have to be justified just as if I never sinned. Remember, we've been hammering away at this in Romans. But we we have to put our faith in Jesus. Have you ever taken that step of faith? We said, God, I repent of my sin. I don't want the garbage, the shame, the world anymore. Whatever your word says, I want to follow you, God. And I put my faith in Jesus to forgive me and to wash me clean and to make me a brand new person. I put my faith in in Jesus. I give my total trust to Jesus. His death and resurrection. He died for our sins and he rose to, uh, rose for our justification. Remember we talked about that last time? But I put my faith in Jesus, my hope in Jesus. Once you do that, the Holy Spirit comes in and, and it, all make, it will all start to make some sense. 
But before, before we can make sense of that, we have to put our faith in Jesus. Do you have peace with God? Have you been justified by faith in God's grace? That's the only way the world's suffering will, the world and suffering will make any sense. Any sense. And then we can get something positive from our pain once we do that. If you've done that, if no, if you haven't, do it today. Because it's a great time to put your faith in Christ. Communion Sunday, we're going to deal with that more. But if yes, if you've done that, <clears throat> you're ready for Mission Impossible. You are ready for Mission Impossible. You are ready for the super secret. The super secret. <clears throat> uh, you want, could you, oh, great, my, I forgot my water. I forgot my water. So you're ready for the super secret. Now, this is super secret to suffering. The starting point. We put our faith in Christ, but now we come to the super secret when we're suffering. And that is verse 3 where it says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Rejoice. That's it. That's the secret. And I know a lot of you are saying, are you crazy? I'm not going to rejoice. Uh, but listen, it's not that we enjoy our trial. It's not that we like pain. It's not like we're self-sadistic, self right? But we rejoice because, and this is what Paul's making the point as we go ahead here. We rejoice because God, we know God has a positive purpose. If he's allowing this pain in life, he's got a positive purpose. God is accomplishing something in my life. He's growing me. He's spiritually toughening me. He's accomplishing something through this pain. When I do sports, now I only have Laurel left that I'm working with, and it will be, I'll be doing something, I'll be pushing her hard, and she's like, I got a bad cramp. I go, that's good. That means, that means you're getting, you know, and you, my legs are, I go, that's good. That means your legs are getting stronger. She doesn't like it, but I keep saying, that means your muscles are getting stronger. And, and that's what God does with us. He, he's trying to make us stronger spiritually. That's what he, he's trying to do in our life. But the big question is this. Will we let him? Will we let him do it or will we waste it? We have to repeat the cycle, right? Repeat the cycle. Repeat the wash cycle, right? Uh, we, we're going to have to do that. In, because in the USA today, we have a mentality, avoid pain at all costs. I know nobody here, but they're, they're, you know, if we struggle, quit. If my marriage is hard, my job is hard, my team is hard, my school, my college, my church, I'm you know, having a hard time, I quit. That's what we do. We quit. Uh, Dave Dervecki. 1990, I think, is when it happened. He was a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. And he got cancer in his arm. Very good picture. But he got cancer in his arm. And they had to do surgery. And they did the treatment. And he worked hard to come back. It was just an amazing story. It's a national story. Dave Dravecki's going to pitch again. And he survived the cancer. And he's going to pitch. And I'll never forget. Uh, was this the first time he was pitching? Uh, the first time he came back. He's pitching. And his arm snaps. It had been weakened. The bones and everything had been weakened. He couldn't throw with that force anymore. And his arm, I just never forget the watching that and his arm snapping. It was horrible. They had to amputate his arm. That's how bad it was. Dave Dravecki. He wrote a book, When You Can't Come Back. 
He said in that book, Americans pray for the burden to be lifted off their backs. But Christians all over the world, the rest of the world, pray for stronger backs so that they can bear it. We'll share a little bit more about Dave Jarecki in a minute. Have you rejoiced in your suffering? It's hard. But have you rejoiced in your suffering? If yes, you're ready for, there's going to be three steps towards positive suffering. Secret, rejoice. First of all, we have to put our faith in Christ. Then we have to rejoice in our suffering. And then there's three steps that Paul lays out that are steps to getting positive suffering. If you've, if we, if we've taken it, if you've taken those first two and then you're ready for the next one, look what step number one. It's really step three kind of, but step number one, the three steps. To positive suffering, verse 3. Uh, back up. Uh, now I so we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance. That's the first step. The word literally in the Greek means patience. Patience. But, but it's not the passive patience. It's, it's the idea of endurance. Of moving forward. That's why it's, you know, the idea of, uh, of, of moving forward, enduring, and that's why you get the perseverance from. But if we, that's God, what He's trying to do here, but if we always dodge or quit hard times, if we always do that, if we always complain or whine, nobody here does that, I'm sure, whine, uh, we will be weak still, and we're going to miss out on what God's purpose in our life is. If we, with our kids, if we always shelter our kids and rescue them, if you're one of those helicopter parents, you know, we rescue our kids. Uh, every time they struggle, guess what you're going to do to them? Cripple them. Every time we do something for our kids that they should be doing for themselves, we don't let them struggle. We are crippling our kids. And we are seeing that all over the United States today, aren't we? Uh, when I was on the, I remember being on the farm and the chi- baby chicks would get ready to hatch and we'd all be excited and we'd watch the chicks hatching and, and, but every, every, sometimes there was an egg that just couldn't get out with the other ones, not as fast as the other ones. And we would feel sorry for that chick. I really felt sorry for it. And I remember sometimes I would just kind of help it out a little bit. And when it came out, it was crippled. Every time it was crippled. Because they need to go through that struggle to get the blood in the rest of the extremities and so they can walk. And, and they were crippled. And that meant they were dead. Because crippled chickens don't survive on our farm. <laughs> Not by a long shot. And that's, that's so important that we, that we let our, our kids go through struggle and grow and get stronger it's very very important Uh, we must encourage them to develop perseverance and that's what god's trying to do in our life too is develop that perseverance that's why our heavenly father just like we are with our kids our heavenly father is trying to accomplish that same thing in us that's why he's allowing this and encouraging this in our life he wants to grow our faith he wants to mature us he wants to toughen us up spiritually that's what going through that does. But that's where the word of faith, you know, the name it, claim it, health, wealth, gospel is so perverted. You know, the word of faith preachers are always saying, if, if you, you suffer because you don't have enough faith. 
And that is so anti-scripture. No, we have real faith because we have suffered. That's the real faith. Has your suffering developed perseverance? Are you persevering? If you've been persevering, you're ready for step two. If not, you've got to get back on the treadmill. Persevere, because step two is the next step where he says in verse four, perseverance, character. So perseverance then develops character, okay? Um, literally a proven character, which stands up under stress. I call this the Timex Christian. We take a licking and keep on ticking, all right? Some of you older remember when we had watches, right? All right. The little things don't freak us out anymore. Now we have character. The little things don't freak us out anymore. They don't knock us down anymore. Or the big things even don't knock us down. Now we can handle even the big things because we have character. Think about when you were younger and things that freaked you out and now what freaks you out. Hopefully it's a lot different, right? But, but it, it, that's what God is trying to do in our life. Dave Dravecki in his book, I'm going to read another quote. <clears throat> He, this is after he has his arm amputated and he's speaking in front of people. He says, there's no struggle about feeling sorry for myself. And un, an upbeat, Drevecki said, the question is not why me, God? The question is, what is your plan for me? Without Jesus Christ, I would not have the strength to endure this. I'm going to read that again. There's no struggle about feeling sorry for myself. The question is not why me, God. The question is, what is your plan for me? Without Jesus Christ, I would not have the strength to endure this. Boy, is that powerful? Is that powerful? And, and that, that, that's God's goal. Maturity. That's God's goal, maturity. But if we don't persevere, then God's going to have to repeat the cycle. Has your struggle produced perseverance and character? If yes, you are now ready for the ultimate goal, the whole point, the third step, the, the real goal of all of our suffering. And that is in verse 4 where it says, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. Hope is vital. For every one of us, hope is vital. It keeps us going in hard times. That's what helps us persevere is we have the hope. Uh, experiment with mice. Don't do this, but it really works. Uh, a mouse, if you drop a mouse into a bucket of water, it will swim for about two minutes. And then it will sink under and drown. But if you take that mouse and just as it goes underwater and it's going to drown, you pick it up, pull it out. Give it a little pat on the back, put it back in. It swims for 15 minutes. Why? You've given the mouse hope. You've given it hope. When we as Christians persevere, through a trial and grow, we see God's purpose, it, which gives us a whole new perspective. Hope, right? 
It gives us a whole new perspective. We, we hope that God is using it in a po- the hope, the hope that God is using this in a positive way. We have that now. We don't like it. It hurts. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual pain, trial, <clears throat> whatever it is. It, we, it, but we have the hope that God is using it in a positive way. And, and we now have the hope the next time we go through a trial, we know God's already used it in a positive way. He's going to do it again in the next trial. Now we have hope in the next trial. You know how when you hit a new trial, and you're, like, you're doing pretty well because the last time God brought you through and you know God's going to bring you through some this time, right? And now we can help other people who are suffering. Because we've gone through it. We can share our hope. We've been there. We can relate. We can understand. Our, and our faith has been refined in the fire. We made it through the rain, through the pain, right? We know God won't let us down. Even when facing death, we have hope. Because of the suffering, we're communion here, because of the suffering of Jesus Christ, because of his death, because of his resurrection, we have hope. Do you have that hope? The world's hopeless out there, right? It's lost. It's hopeless. It's crazy out there. But we have that hope. Do you have that hope? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ, given your life to him? Have you taken that step? And the best part of this hope is it comes with an unlimited guarantee. Unlimited guarantee. Look at verse 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Hope doesn't disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. That's a un, uh, it's unlimited guarantee. This is a guarantee that we have. You see, when we put our faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in at that very moment, comes into us, transforms us, makes us a new creation in Christ, fills us, guides us, uh, uh, you know, encourages us, convicts us. The Holy Spirit does all these things once he's indwelling in us. When we put our faith in him, the Holy Spirit comes in and he allows us to supernaturally sense God's love. Even in hard times, especially in hard times, we can sense God's love because the Holy Spirit is in our heart. He's been poured out into our heart by the Holy Spirit. And, and th- there's also even more than that, even more than that. There's another, another vital benefit of the Holy Spirit's indwelling, which comes out in 2 Corinthians 5.5. 5. In 2 Corinthians 5.5, 5, he says, Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. He's he's a deposit. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, God, the Father, puts his Holy Spirit into our heart. Once again, he fills us, he guides us, he energizes us. But the Holy Spirit also acts as a deposit, a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. You know, when you put a deposit on something, you're guaranteeing you're going to come back, you know, get it, right? And and that's what God has done. We know God's going to finish in us. What he has promised, because we have the Holy Spirit as a deposit. So when we suffer, we don't lose hope, because the Holy Spirit reassures us. 
having the Holy Spirit reassures us. And he does. We, we know biblically we have it, but he also, to our spirit, Romans 8, 16 says this. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The spirit himself testifies with, with uh, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The spirit actually confirms that to our spirit. We can sense that. We can sense that. And the Holy Spirit is, tells us, hey, I'm still here. I, I, I'm, you are still my child. I've got you in my arms. I'm going to bring you through this trial. I'm going to bring you through all the trials, all the way to heaven someday. All the way. I'm going to bring you through. And we know that because God's word promises it. But, this, but he's also given us the Holy Spirit. As a deposit, as a promise. That's, 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 why, that's why we can, you know, that's why we can just have hope and can get through. And look not at the pain, but look at what God is trying to do in our life. Do you have this hope? Do you have this hope in this life and the next life? Can you, have you, have, you can, do you have that hope? You can have that hope by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.16. You know I'm going to bring it in. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. But have eternal life. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? The word believe means to put your total trust and your faith. And have you ever taken that step of faith? I hope you do it today. We're going to pray in just a few moments. Christians. Are we living by that hope? Are we living by that hope? Memorize Romans 5, 3 to 5. I know some of you memorized that not too long ago and quotes it every day. <laughs> Marty's favorite verses. Maybe you're suffering now. Maybe in your job or with money or your marriage and kids and sickness, even death facing that. Attacked for your faith. Under pressures. What step are you on? Looking at that list there. You put your faith in Christ, that's first, but then it's rejoicing, but then then after that it's perseverance, character, and hope. What step are you on, or what step are you stuck on? Stuck on. Remember, no pain, no gain. Where are we stuck? Are we moving forward in faith? Are you ready, this communion service, are you ready to take the next step forward? Move forward in faith to... Maybe starting with a rejoicing or perseverance or letting God develop your character or going for the hope. Moving forward in faith. I remember, I'll end with this. I remember uh, a missionary coming to speak and uh, his daughter had just been in a bad car accident. They were missionaries in Spain. This is many years ago, 40 years ago. But uh, they were missionaries in Spain. And uh, the daughter was sharing her story. She, she had a crushed vertebrae from this terrible car accident terrible but somehow she still was was healed enough she could walk and she was you know it was a miracle it was just a miracle that she could function but i'll never forget what she said she said i don't remember the pain but i remember what god taught me I don't remember the pain, but I remember what God taught me. 
And that's going to be all of us someday. In heaven, hopefully, every one of us. Everybody's listening to this, watching this. I hope that for every one of us that we're not going to remember the pain. We'll hit that in Romans 8. And that's what communion is about today. Remembering Jesus Christ's pain. That he suffered and died to give us hope. To give us hope in the midst of this crazy world. What communion is, is we have the the bread and the cup. And it represents the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, in just a moment, we'll, we'll have the song. And when you're ready, you can come up and, and take it. Take it back to your seat and take it with alone or with your family member or whoever you want to. Uh, there's only two reasons why you shouldn't do it. If you haven't put your faith in Jesus yet, don't take it. We're not looking. This is no big deal. Wait for the next time, right? But I hope you do that today. You can do it. Or if there's something in our life, we will not surrender to God. He's convicting us. I'm not saying struggle because none of us could take it. But it's something we won't surrender. We say, no, I know what what your word says, but I don't care. I'm keeping this. If that's the case, don't take it in an unworthy way. Very, very serious. But I hope that you can open your hands and say, God, I do repent. Please forgive me and help me to fight this. I need your mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. Let's, Let's pray. Father, as we come to this communion time, I pray that you would speak to us. Your Holy Spirit would testify with our spirits. Maybe you're here today and you haven't had the Holy Spirit testify yet with your spirit because you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. But you're ready to take that step. You're ready to, to have that hope. You're ready to surrender your life to Jesus. And you can do that right now. There's no ritual. There's no hoop to jump through. It's, it's a prayer of faith. It actually happens in our heart, and we pray that prayer of faith to to confirm it. God, I don't want to sin. I repent. I turn away from everything in my life that goes against your will for me. Please forgive me. Wash me clean. Take the shame and the pain. Soften my hard heart. I am putting my faith in Jesus, your son. I'm putting my faith in his death and resurrection for me. I want that new life in Jesus. I put my faith in him. I give my life to you, God. If you have prayed that prayer of faith in your heart, then 
you're going to be in for the shock of your life because the Holy Spirit has been placed inside your heart and made you a brand new creation in Christ. And you're going to be shocked at what you think and what you can see now and what you can understand from God's word and the conviction and the leading from the Holy Spirit. But I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Tell me on the way out, fill out the card. Do you have a family member, friend? Tell somebody, friend at work who's been witnessing to you, talking to you. Tell someone today so we can be excited for you and encourage you. For those of us who already put our faith in Christ, how is God speaking to us? How is the Spirit leading us? Are we ready to move forward? Maybe you've been stuck in your suffering. Are you ready to move forward, starting with rejoicing? Maybe you're ready for the next step of, of persevering. That takes time, persevering. Maybe it's uh, a character. God, please, I want you to start to develop my character now. Or maybe you've got, you're ready for hope. Lord, I'm just hoping in you. I have confidence in the hope that I have in Jesus Christ that no matter what I'm facing, you're going to bring me through either here, there, or in the air. Father, I pray for every one of us that we would have hope this morning that you are using our suffering You are going to use it for your awesome purpose. Please bless this communion time in Jesus' name.